Hey everyone, um, it's MSBK. I'm Matt, that's Skylar. We're black. The K. Well, today the K is for the King's Man because that's what we're talking about, and we're gonna let Skylar. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna let Skylar express her love for husband number one, Mr. Ray Fines, who stars in this film. Before we get into the details, Skylar, right. please, the floor's yours. Floor's mine. Well, I just like to say that um, I'm just very glad that the variants omarion delta all of them didn't claim my beautiful husband number one so he could make this even though i was really hoping for it to come out in september i completely waited for him you know as a loyal spouse for the last mm, 20 some years um you know it, it's it's you know it was great to see him again in his stylish suits and actually being uh dryly funny which i always love him in a comedy um it's so rare but he pulls it off so well um and uh the costume changes everything it just was exactly what i needed um to get through this holiday season of the omarion variant so thank you very much husband number one you always know what i need when i need it <laughs> it came it came at the right time because th yeah the, the wardrobe Nope. Most of the talk in this movie is going to be about the wardrobe because the wardrobe in this movie is just is just top notch. I mean, it really also, is. it's going to end up being I mean, if if anything, I need at least a Golden Globe Award for wardrobe for them. Something. <laughs> something. I mean, yeah. Um, it also well, the movies. So it, this movie is a prequel to the Kingsman other films, mm -hmm. um, but it is set. Now, initially, it's set around. Now, it's a time period that we don't see. You don't see a lot of movies set around the Boer War and World War One. At least not over here, yeah. um, in, in the states. You have a lot of uh, uh, that sound you hear is one of uh, Sky's puppers uh, wanting to be involved. <laughs> Sebastian uh, wants us to go over uh, probably the never-ending story at some point. You know his name, <laughs> but I keep telling him it today is about his stepfather so he needs oh, to do one gotta, gotta gotta be respectful um i mean the start of the movie starts at the boer war uh which is south africa uh turn of the century 1898 mm -hmm. 1899 uh, we get the first great outfit from mr ray fines mm -hmm. the nice kind the of a desert outfit? wear yeah the traveling outfit <laughs> the traveling outfit now okay so for me when i first started this i'm thinking oh okay not getting totally that this he wasn't even part of the Kingsman piece right now and finally figuring out like I slow me figured out about halfway through the movie that oh he he doesn't do any of this stuff yet got it <laughs> um so um and of course I didn't realize until after what happens in this first scene happens that those two were actually married and that was his child I seriously thought he was bringing the the wife and the child the wife emily and the son conrad to visit their dad who oh, was okay. who was the actual um colonel that he was coming there to meet for the red cross so i'm sitting here i'm like wow okay so he's really nice bringing them along you know to drop them off and everything <laughs> but <laughs> we see that he's you know part of the red cross you know and he comes there and he sees how people are being treated and he's like um dude What's up with the concentration camp here? <laughs> and, right? oh, and one of the things I have to say about this um, movie is that it's really awake 
in how he frames certain things or he says certain things i'm like oh, oh yeah oh dang um you're just really calling calling out white folk right now <laughs> and they don't call, even know <laughs> call, call, calling out rich folk calling out the aristocracy calling out the status quo there's a lot there's a scene in here that where he kind of really bites into it um oh yeah oh yeah but, and while getting a awesomely nice uh a suit getting fitted yeah. while he does it too i'm like dang yeah. nice suit but ooh, but yeah so <laughs> um in the middle of this there's a gunfight yeah. that um you know he gets shot a couple other people get shot and of course his his wife who's you know there i don't i just don't understand now this is what i didn't understand if she was the main person with the red cross why didn't she go out first why did he go out first it's still turn of the century it's also a military installation and i think they've you know ray finds and, and his wife they kind of understand that if to even get in the door he's also he's nobility so mm -hmm. they're gonna see okay he's the duke of oxford i know you're general if she walks up it's not that conversation doesn't go that way right so of course she's walking up and at this point gunfighting is starting and you know he's like oh my god my wife and she gets shot of course and we have this tender moment which is then when i realized oh crap that's his wife <laughs> it's like oh dang his kid just watched that oops um so you you see the beginnings of yeah. how why he doesn't like war well, second reason why he doesn't like war, yeah. why he's pacifist and all this other stuff. And then you sprint forward um, and you see, you know, that he kind of has this, um, you know, interesting relationship with his servants. Um, yes. <laughs> and, you know, we see uh, Jaimin Hanshu, the man who is in, I, I'm just going to say, it was Kevin Bacon who was like, mysteriously in every movie he's in everything you don't even realize it like um what was it when i was watching was it the second one or yes yeah, the second one well, no yeah it's the second um was it quiet place i think, I think so I think to show up in there and i was like wait what? i didn't realize <laughs> you were in here crap now you gonna die <laughs> so, so yeah, so you get that and um, I'll let you continue. One of the, at the beginning when he returns to the estate and he lands his biplane right in front of his house because when you got money like that, when you got yeah. biplane money, you could just land it right on the front, the front, front, the front lawn. lawn. And uh, you know, he comes in all the, all the servants like greet him, they little, they're a little curtsy. And then uh, at the end we get to Jim Arterton playing Polly who doesn't bow skin that was that made me just laugh on the inside because i've watched mm -hmm. a lot of these like costume drama things it's all very much about etiquette mm -hmm. so he calls her into the study and he refers to it as an outburst that she didn't greet him properly you know in accordance with the etiquette i just thought it was one of those things that it was amusing to me mm -hmm. yeah it was amusing because you're like oh he about to go off and then she's like he's not <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're you're outburst yeah, because he's so he's so genteel, mm. um, but he also understands he's not kind of again. It is very self aware. He's not. He doesn't believe in being the idle rich. You know the aristocracy class. He's like you know we should, you know we have privilege and we have means and we should be trying to make the world a better place. Right. 
um, with that. And then we're, we're kind of right at the precipice of World War One. I. I think this is 1918, 1919. This is right. We're right in there. Yeah, we're right you, before Arch. We're right before Archduke Ferdinand gets shot. Gets shot. And um, so we end up in the King's Man. Um, Taylor Taylor Shop. Yep. You know, uh, getting Conrad his was it's not his first suit. Is his first shooting suit? I cannot remember what what kind of suit it was that he was. No, getting. it was they were they were traveling for. I think it was kind of maybe his first formal suit. But mm-hmm. then he also wanted to get a shooting suit as well because um, Conrad is, is pushing to, you know, war isn't starting, but militarization is happening. He wants to enlist. And I think at the time he's 17. I think at the time of the start of this, he's he's 17 when we see him as a adult, right. not adult, but a grown person. Yeah. Um, and his dad's like, no, you're not doing any of that. Um, right. And so it's, it's, it was funny, too, because you see how they propagandize the war to make it appealing and like oh i'm gonna you know you know save my country and do this and that it's not going to be that bad it's going to be this and that and his dad who's like um no son (laughs) because he's been in some wars he's like yeah no boo it's it's not going to be that way just just want you to know there's a reason i walk with a limp and this beautiful cane (laughs) 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 that matches my whole outfit there's a reason for this um is it's not just because i'm stylish it's because i need it because of the war um so (laughs) so um yeah but he's idealized the war and everything else and of course he's while he's there getting the suit is when we have the discussion about how he was basically saying that white folk are racist and (laughs) and you know the only difference between us now and you know racist of the past was we got better clothes um, and I was like, well, dang. Wow. <laughs> it's like, we also- and then I was really like, you know, see, this is exactly the same discussion that me and him had over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you had this talk some time ago. This is, like, this is an ad lib right here. <laughs> but no, but yeah, so I'm sitting here in the theater with one of my friends who um, she had worked like the night before. So the beginning part was, you know, kind of like throwing her, you know, it was going slow. So she was like starting to get tired. And I'm like, wake her up, like wake it up. And I shook her awake right before he said that. And she turned and looked at us like, did he really just say that? <laughs> I'm in like, 1917 in England? He sure did. In the middle of the tailor shop, he said, we white folk are racist, but we just have better clothes now. <laughs> and well, and also we we get the introduction kind of of our our, our villains in a separate scene where the introduction yes. of the she- I guess the shepherds and this will come in later. Mm-hmm. But basically, this is you know the, the Kingsman movies. Um, the first one with Samuel Jackson had kind of something similar to this, and I think yes. that's why they introduced the shepherds because if they're going to do more, I think the shepherds will be a part of that, and they're the ones who have been trying to manipulate history to get to certain things in certain places um whoever's in charge we don't see him yet very thick scottish accent uh some some shack on top of a mountain somewhere um you know saying we need to kill the archduke um and uh puts people in place to do that um this is where we get the introduction of the rings with the different animals on it the rings we we also see the great tom hollander playing king george Mm -hmm. sar nicholas 
mm-hmm. and the German uh, Kaiser, uh, the yes. same actor playing all three because all three all three were were related. Yes. Um, weird inbred royalty bloodline, but having the same actor, especially a good actor like Tom Hollander, play all three was a great move. Well, I gotta I gotta yell at my dog real quick. Okay. <laughs> What's the point of have, giving them a chewy or a bone when all they want to do is tear apart their blankets? <laughs> Is there just one blanket he's got that is just like has just been worn out? No, not yet, but it yeah. will be. It will, <laughs> it will be. Okay. So, you know, they you and then you also introduce Rasputin. Yeah. Played by Reese Evans. Reese Evans. I, I can't pronounce his name. He's Welsh and he's great. Yes. <laughs> and it was it was kind of funny. Um, and I was like, okay, great. This guy is gonna be my main, you know, my main villain, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be the funny villain, which is going to be great. So after all of that, you, we get the idea that he's going to poison, you know, the czar's son and say, you know, you have to leave the war, you know, in order to save your child and all this other stuff in order to manipulate the czar. So he'll pull out and then, you know, won't help them and we'll leave, you know, Britain open for attack. (laughs) And then, of course, while they're doing all this, you know, the other major, what was his name? God, was it Morton? Morton, yeah. Not Morton, Mor- not Morton, but we get to him later. But you have basically the, and, and also I think, and I think this is why you don't see a lot of World War I films here in America, because World War I was, there was a lot of political stuff <laughs> happening, internet in relations, in the background that a lot of people just didn't either know or realize really the archduke getting assassinated was just kind of the the last straw for a lot of different stuff right and that's what threw everyone into the war um so yeah he was they tried to blow him up didn't work and then he just shot him like going down the street yeah he went down the wrong he made a wrong turn he's like look at this pow (laughs) pop and it's like, oh man, after that big thing where you just saved him, and then now he goes into this, he just makes a wrong turn and he gets shot anyway. <laughs> so, a, a sounds like pretty much a lot of cities here in America that can happen in, you know, but, Miami, but, <laughs> My, Miami, DC, you know. But I mean, what was it? Um, Conrad and the Duke were there to kind of, you know, ride around with them and I guess protect him in some way. I think it was yeah or, to make sure to get to where he was getting to. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was Lord Kitchener. Maybe it's yes, Kitchener. yeah, Kitchener. Yeah. He was the gen- also Lord, but also the kind of he's the general. The general. Yeah, and he's also like him and Ray Fiennes know each other. Played yeah. Kitchener played by the great Charles Dance, Tywin Lannister. For those of you who watch Game of Thrones, yes, yeah. And so he was, you know, he was like, you know, he was kind of hyping up the army to conrad because he saw he wanted to do it and duke's like look don't be doing that with my son you know better than that um so he was was like look i'll go with you i'll bring conrad with me you just gotta make sure he ain't going up in the war all right all right so he's like okay make a deal but then of course you know conrad saves him so you know he's he's thinking there like yeah i saved the archduke i saved the archduke and the next thing we get shot yeah so um, all that stuff happens. The war effort starts to get, you know, ramped up. Conrad's all like, I want to join the war and save people. And his dad's like, nah, you ain't doing that. So when he, he sends out a 
not knowing about the whole network that his daddy yeah. had, he sends out a message to, I think, his cousin who yes. works there. And he finds out about, I think, Rasputin's schedule yeah. and his little manipulation tactics that were happening. And so they go out and like, oh, okay, all right, Leia, let's go ahead and, you know, take care of this then. Because, <laughs> uh, what is it? Is this when he, he lets him know about the whole underground? Or is it yes. after Rasputin? Yes. Um, no, it was right. I think it was right. It was right before Rasputin. He's like, all right, if yeah. we're going to do this, right. we're going to do this correctly. So mm -hmm. he he talks to him again about privilege and class and using those the resources to establish something better and more independent, but not bogged down by government. So you're starting to see the formations of why Kingsman is independent, not run by the government. Right. Um, and so these guys like all those all those you know servants and stuff who are literally in the house hearing all this stuff but no one ever thinks about them he sending him information like so tomorrow they're going to do this this and this because they always talking around them but not really paying them any attention because they don't feel that they're actual like humans per much per se you know <laughs> you know and Polly and jaman hansu got that shit on mock he's like we have a network throughout yeah. europe we're mm -hmm. reaching into the u.s we got we're, we're kind of in russia a little bit too we right. got people everywhere right and it's it's a nice little it's a nice little subtle commentary on classism because like you said you know back then people saw their servants or didn't didn't see their servants mm -hmm. so they were just here and everything <laughs> i thought that i just thought that was like oh we have a, a network of domestics i'm like oh okay just the way you put it out was like oh so just saw uh, you know the brown and black folk you know who run the household anyway are going to help save the world which is fine Mm -hmm. So he gives this information to Kitchener, who then is going off to Russia, I think. Well, he sends he sends he sends him. He's like, look, he's like, I need someone to go and influence Rasputin. They're having well, isn't that was that before or after the uh ship gets torpedoed though? Uh before. This is this is kind of before okay. because when they're in Russia shortly after mm -hmm. the, 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 the the ship gets torpedoed. So there's a little yeah. bit of like things going on at the same time here okay yeah because i could remember i was like this, did this happen before or after the ship got torpedoed because i was like dang and um <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and sorry and sorry russia at the time like the mm -hmm. the, the, the opulent opulent mm -hmm. yep and so they they go to this dinner where rasputin comes in and he's like floating and i was just like <laughs> what <laughs> at first i thought he was on his toes like just doing like you know how those little ballerinas are yeah so i thought he was just doing that at first i'm like um okay and so he comes in everybody's like in awe of like oh my god he's floating he's doing this and doing this and you know mr fines is sitting there like oh that's a nice little trick you're doing i see you're doing this this trick you know and he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a ballerina glide he's like oh i see you've mastered the i forget the name of it the glide yeah and he kind of stops and he tries to so he tries to like position because he knows rasputin's into you know some other stuff so he tries to position his son yeah. across from rasputin at the dinner table we're also like six or seven wardrobe changes in yes ray fines has the we're this is the fancy outfit this is the yeah, no this is the fancy he pulled out all the metal kind of extra you know opulence because he knew he was coming he was coming to a good party beforehand <laughs> he'd been having like his regular tailored suits um he had the little ascot you know 
working out thing. And um, he had a, a couple of nice tweets on with the vest. Uh, but this one right here is like, let me put my fancy suit on. With like the coat sashes, tail, the sash, the, the white tails, on white. All, all the fun stuff, you know, so that I look, you know, distinguished. And then I'll put my son in his little fancy uh, tight suit. <laughs> tight. <laughs> to, no, sorry, tailored <laughs> suit to entice you a little bit more kind of thing on the side. So, you know, he does that and uh, Conrad is all nervous because he's like, I'm supposed to seduce. I don't understand what this is about. I don't do this. And Marasputin's like, yeah, why don't you switch me seats with your daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Because like myself, you know, I was already peeping Mr. Fines over the sun anyway. (laughs) As any, as any. As any normal red-blooded person would have. He's like, now nah, you can switch me seat to Joe Daddy. Mm-hmm. Hey. Let me, let, me let, let, let me talk to him for a hot minute. You're boring. <laughs> exactly. You boring. Let me talk to your daddy though. <laughs> <laughs> because look, if Ray Fines walks into a party with the full fanciness, sash, you know, white bow tie, white shirt, tails, tailored, everyone's gonna stop and look at him. I mean, it's just his how it's gonna go like yeah i am and then if you walk in next to him be like so anyway (laughs) it's more like are you the butler are you his his assistant or something oh okay but no anyway (laughs) (laughs) so that's exactly what i'm thinking so of course (laughs) realizes that there's something going on here for this you know fine british gentleman to be sitting here chatting with him so he does this little trickery, which I think is the funniest thing, but weird, but funny and it works um, to kind of mind control and get information out of Mr. Fines in order to also heal his bullet wound, which he was using his you know nice cane for. And I don't know why I was giggling through this entire scene. <laughs> so much tension, just, just, it's not, and it's not even like, homoerotic subtext it's just yeah. text it's there it's just hanging out how you doing wave <laughs> <laughs> oh dang oh dang yeah I yeah folks real- it's, an, it's an yeah. nfl sunday it's fine you know last oh. last week of the nfl season okay so why is it that the tennessee titans are up 21 21- to zero on Houston at halftime right now. And I don't, and they took out Ryan Tannehill now. And aren't, and yeah, and the Titans are fighting, technically fighting for the number one seed, I guess. So they just assume that that's going to be okay. I mean, who's the backup to Tannehill? I don't even know who the backup there is. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. I didn't even know they had one. I know, right? <laughs> hey, played all season. I mean, after oh, well. But so then you get this point where, um, you know, the son and um, is his name Shelton? Is it what was his? What is uh, Jimon? I'm going to call him Jimon Honshu. Is his, uh, what was yeah, his name? Zola his character Shelton? I believe it was it was it was Zola and I don't want to mispronounce it. It is. Let me take a quick look. It is Jimon Honshu uh, Shola. S-H-O-L-A. Yeah, Shola. So anyway, they're sitting here and they're listening in and they're like, oh my God, it's the, it's the, you know, he's a, 
I think your dad's got him, you know, I think your dad's kill killing him. He's like, no, no, that sounds like my dad. And so finally they bust in, in the middle of, you know, everything, because at this point, He's like taking him outside and he's like drowning him. His, pa his pants are off. His pants are off. He told him he could heal his wound, but he needs yeah. to, he like, he's massaging Ray Fine's legs, like take your pants off. He's taking him out in like the like cold ass Russian winter water. And um, like drowning him, freezing, drowning him. And this is when like the first of, I think one of the first and possibly one of the best fight scenes. Yeah. So it's I've a great fight recently. scene. Um, between uh, Rasputin, Shola, and Conrad. Conrad, who was useless, but Shola, <laughs> <laughs> Shola and yeah. Conrad. Yeah, Jamon Hansu always got that short blade on him. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, of course, you know, you get the the son who you know thinks he's gonna fight him, and it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, Rasputin takes him down real quick, and then Shola comes out of nowhere. And this is when we get uh, Rasputin using not only his ballet <laughs> prowess, yeah. as well as his uh, swordsmanship and everything to just pull out one of the best fight scenes between the two of these guys. Yeah. And like on the table, flipping around. And then finally his his dad gets himself, you know, Mr. Fines, you know, gets himself out. Pantsless, uh, mind you. Pantsless, the way it should be. <laughs> and <laughs> comes out and finally he's like you know let me go ahead and you know whip this, this sword out so he pulls the sword out and it's him versus Rasputin with the swordsmanship because by now he's gotten Shola down he's gotten Conrad down his legs working now it's, it's, his legs know. working now you know he's like oh this feels great thanks a lot man and so He's got everything. They come up down to almost a draw and the sword gets knocked out of his hand. And we're like, oh, my goodness. We know he's not going to die because we're only an hour into the movie. <laughs> we're like, we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And Polly comes through the door, shoots Rasputin like dead in the face. <laughs> right. Wait, no, that's right. Because no, I'm sorry. He kicks him out. He he ends up. He they end up out, and he actually stabs him. him and puts him in the water. And he's walking yeah. out like, oh, oh, my <laughs> leg feels great. This is great. And you know, at this point, we see Rasputin because they didn't listen to me. Where I said double tap. <laughs> double you always tap. double tap. It's the rule. They only single tapped him, and because they only single tapped him, you know, Rasputin comes up. You know, he goes out there, and he's getting ready to take out um you know mr fines and polly comes in and shoots him <laughs> just took like, care of it she's like oh. and of course she's like you guys make such a mess why do boys make such a mess i'm like this right, girl. <laughs> Sorry, because just, just let you just take care of her. you just shot him in the head already bam <laughs> <laughs> so you know after that um i think we're getting to the point where we're seeing that the shepherd the shepherd organization is kind of controlling the kaiser through yep. his assistant and so he's like here send this you know telegram here and send this here yeah but um, basically it's it's you see the u.s refusing the war is pretty much pitched here the u.s is refusing to get involved unless there is some sort of uh proof that the u.s because at the time the u.s was very isolationist um this had happened kind of post-civil war um america's and this is like turn of the century so the civil war has only been 20 some odd years mm -hmm. uh 30 30 years sorry 
uh, 30 or 40 years, the U.S. is still kind of trying to rebuild and establish who they are as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and yeah, we didn't get involved in World War I until at least two or three years in. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, it was, it was messy. Um, and then the, now, uh, now it's been, the war has been dug in, Russia's out of the war. Um, Conrad. They yeah, they get let, yeah, they basically, well, they have and Lenin on the Romanovs. They didn't get, they didn't get exactly to that, but mm. Russia's already kind of out. The whole Lenin Romanov thing does happen. It just happens a little later, yeah. but cool. Con, we're already a year or two in Conrad's of age. He commissions yep. against his father's wishes, mm-hmm. but, bas- but basically the, they, ba- he basically, I think they use his influence to basically make him like a page or something where he's not on the front line. Right. Okay. So this is the thing he does that in order to protect it. Right. And about, I guess he figures it out maybe like what a year or so into it. Yeah. That he's like, hmm, my dad's made it so that I'll never see front lines. So he switches identities with the yes. soldier. Yep. In order to go and um, go on the front line. And he s- sends a message to his dad, you know, with the code name Lancelot, since that's yep. something that him and his dad. Oh, you know met. what? Let me, mm-hmm. let me slight correction. You're right. Because when the Rasputin's killed, mm-hmm. when U.S. doesn't get involved, at the, it's at the end of that scene yeah. that the Rome, that they take out the red pill. They, they're like, all right, he failed. And he looks in, they're at the table and he's like, he's like, Lenin, okay. Hope your revolution figures this out or right. hope your revolution gets Russia to where it needs to be. So the Romanovs are taken out and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not graphic, but we all know what, you know, Google. You know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> And you know the Russia is out of the war, and they have their the you know the communist revolution is is happening, so they're out. Mm-hmm. And then we're 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 getting into, you know, Conrad switching identities, taking mm-hmm. the over over no man's land, um, mm-hmm. finding this guy with his like leg or legs blown off, or both of them blown off. I didn't really see. Okay, so I think it was he. It wasn't his was both of his legs. Yeah, I think it was one of his legs were blown off. But he was like the actual like spy with the British agent who yes. had the information and he knew about it. So they're like, they're like, we need to get this guy and we need to at least get his information and bring it back. So, right. you know, of course he had made it. This is my thing. And I'm like, he's almost made it through the war. But of course he wants to, you know, prove that he's a, a real man and, you know, <laughs> be a, a hero like his dad and get like that special i can't remember what his dad had it was like a it's pretty much like a medal of honor so yeah it's it's, it's the english version i believe mean, silver a silver star I forget what it's called yeah and so he wanted one like his dad had and his dad was like had like told him how he had gotten that uh yeah. star and i'm like he's like you really it's it does it's not worth it it's not worth it he's like no but i really wanted I'm like okay whatever so he sneaks out he does it and they he volunteers to go and get the stuff from this british spy yeah they're fighting all night and whatever because there's some other people who are trying to get the information from the british spy he kills them he gets to the british spy guy he's like you know here just give this to you know whatever he's like no we're both going to make it out of here he puts them on his back (laughs) and he's running with him and all these people are shooting they're like come on come on come on and then there's like a mortar that goes off it blows him and the guy into the the foxhole the trench yeah yeah he's still like alive 
the other guy of course is dead but he's like you know he has this information blah 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 blah, blah. and it's and it's in a, a german it's a, like in a german officer's flask so yeah. it has like the german death head on it yep um and so of <laughs> course he says what his name is and he's you know going by the cover name not thinking that this guy has friends <laughs> and of course he has friends that are in the regiment with him and instantly instead of listening to anything else that he had said he pulls out his gun because he has all this german stuff on him and shoots him dead in the head <laughs> just boom boom straight to the dome now i was i knew something was going to happen to him i thought he was going to get blown up with this dude on his back I did. I was like, this dude's, he's going to pick this dude up and he's just going to get blown up right then. <laughs> and so when that, that bomb hit right before he got in the thing, I was like, see, I told you, but it pushed him into the thing. I'm like, oh, well, maybe he will live. Nope. <laughs> nah. <laughs> he got off by his own guy. And uh. of course they were saying, you know, he was killed in action. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to. Hey, you're not going to play it off like, yeah, I know exactly. They tried to play it off like, <laughs> like right? it was some other, like it was somebody else who killed him except his own man. And I'm like, no, nah, let him know his own dude offed him because he thought he was a spy because he was out here being sneaky instead of just, you know, being himself. If he, even if he had just said his real name, he would have been okay. Yeah. They would have said they would have been like, you know, someone there would have supposed know. to be out here. But I know, cool. right? <laughs> but because he said a different name, and because this dude's buddies are all here. And they've been out there. They've been out there and in the trenches. They've been out there with him. So he they know what this dude looks like, sounds like. They grew up with this dude. You ain't Rarchie. Boom. Boom. Oh, and that hurt me. And we get, Boom. you know, we get a beautiful scene of him getting the information from. The, the fake guy and he goes into a deep depression he grows a beard oh, yeah. which i was kind of hoping that he would just leave <laughs> <laughs> just leave the beard were you why well, I, I know you're you're you know mr finds a husband number one for you so mm -hmm. any look he most any look he does is gonna work for you but, yeah, but like, i was i was really hoping that he would just keep the beard i was like <laughs> can we keep the beard for the rest of the time please no you gotta shave i mean it's okay if you shave but do you have to <laughs> do you have to? <laughs> it's like okay but you know even when he was mourning his he's like his mourning outfits were, were like you know where yeah. he's supposed to be unwashed and like um you know hadn't changed his clothes in a while i'm like so this is your haven't changed your clothes in a while outfit the, it was the silk the silk robe with the with the with the ascot in the back bastion I know we're talking about the outfit. It was really good, but you, you don't need your input. We don't need your input. <laughs> it was but really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had his like, I mean, so if I'm depressed, I don't look like that. I got my sweatpants on, everything else. But he still got dressed, still, you know, had his little ascot on, his little scarf on, his little silk robe. And <laughs> like, he so looked like. I was like he he looked like he could have like hosted like a small dinner party, even with the beard and like the silk and this, this like this not smoking jacket, but like the robe. Like yeah. you could have still you could have still been like entertaining company, and you would have still exactly. looked all right. 
so like when you know who else somebody else came and asked him to be like a part of something or other was it um i can't remember who it, it was it was the um george it was george yeah king yeah the king, yeah king george yeah basically was kind of not stuck in but but came to his house and was like look was like i'm sorry for your son mm-hmm. but you know we need you know your assistance and your resources and this is kitchener has has been has been killed he was on a ship he was sunk by a submarine but those pin the shepherds are a part and i feel like the if they do more of these prequel films mm-hmm. now uh matt vaughn has said he wants to do at least one more prequel film and then one more film at the current day to to kind of wrap up the story mm-hmm. with uh with uh taron egerton's character Eggsy and colin mm-hmm. firth so I don't know, maybe he, he'll get like another prequel. And if that does well, he'll get that one. I don't know how they're going to do that. There's going to be at least one more film coming where that takes place. No idea. I like them doing a prequel. Uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle wasn't super great. Um, first films I like a lot. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, basically, so Ray Fiennes gets his shit together because Polly kind of shames him a little bit. Yeah, tell them, like, just... look i need you to get your your crap together right now right now also like the, the, the get it let's go the, the u.s now part of the information is that the u.s the u.s president is being blackmailed um yes. he was quote-unquote seduced and the u.s will not enter the war if he's going to be blackmailed so they need to figure out how to get that back they find the person who seduced him by the scarf because it's only mm-hmm. made in a certain part of the world and of course, you give it to the fashionista, aka uh, the Duke. <laughs> and he's like, seen it. "Oh, I know what this is right here." Because let me go ahead. Oh and no, what he brings it. No, he though he takes it over to the Kingsman Taylor. Taylor's like, "Oh no, this cashmere." We got a book. Is... We got a book. We got a book. Hold on. Got a book. Blump. Oh, like, this cashmere. Oh. Yeah, this cashmere goes here, and I already know who got this one right here. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and tracks her down, tracks uh, Matahari down. Yep. Um, Ray Fiennes has now um, got his new suit, his nice new mm-hmm. like Kingsman type suit, which is more mm-hmm. of a black pinstripe deal. Still very tailored. Everything he wore in this was just, well, and tailored. we'll get into the, just yep. tailored, looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, they figure out where they need to get to. Um, he's trying to convince Jamon Hansu to jump out of a plane. <laughs> Jamon's not having that. <laughs> <laughs> oh now the fight scene between him and Matahari was good too yeah that was a nice kind of a, a short it was, it, it was short and it was what was it um was it in front of the secretary or the secretary yeah. left and then came back and like had this dead woman it was like right and he's like, <laughs> it was right, right outside of his office of the U.S. ambassador played by Stanley Tucci yes. kind of just popping in for for pay to anything he, he's going to be good in anything he's on yeah um yeah, it kills her right outside the up. office. <laughs> so <laughs> quick and efficient outside the office, you know, with the scarf. Um, <laughs> so here and, is yeah. oh good. Go so no, go here's so when he figures out, okay, this is made here, it's only in this very specific part of the world. Um, there's a mountain. I figured they figured out there's a mountain in a shack, so we've got to just parachute onto it. Jamon Hansu's not jumping out of a plane. Mm-hmm. So Ray Fines is gonna do it. This outfit that he had in the end was probably my mm-hmm. favorite. Like the leather oh, the, jacket, the bomber jacket, and everything. Yeah, the bomber yeah. jacket. And that, that uh, I'm sorry, that that parachute. <laughs> oh God! I did not lame Diamond Hanshu <laughs> one second for not wanting to jump out of a plane. Besides the fact that he didn't want to be in a plane in the first place. But exactly. 
I, I looked at that parachute thing. I'm like, oh no, no, sir. I'll wait for you on the ground. <laughs> Polly and I will will take care of the dudes down here. Right. We'll handle this. You go up and you do that because I'm that, that thing was. It looked like if you told like a a, a nine year old to go make a parachute, that would they would grab one of the sheets and take their book bag and kind of like shove it in there and tie some bootlaces around it. Like, oh, it's a parachute. <laughs> Literally what it looked like. So um, <laughs> he tried and he gets stuck in the, the airplane um, thing. And I was like, oh, crap. And at first I'm like, why don't you just cut it? And then finally he thought, why don't I just cut it? <laughs> <laughs> he cuts it, he gets out and you know he lands on the wall where these goats are and i i forgot of course he's like oh okay there's a goat here (laughs) (laughs) scary goats and he's climbing up the thing and then um he realizes how to climb up the how they got up there so he kind of follows the goats to get up there and everything and so he gets up there um the what is it on the ground we already knew that polly was a pretty good shot yeah but like Polly's a really good shot. Yeah. And I think she just literally left a few people for Jimon. <laughs> to make him I got feel you. like he was contributing. Because <laughs> it's like, he really wants to just, you know, use those knives. So I'll leave him that one and that one. I'll get the rest. Um, and so, you know, she's like shooting everybody. And they're all confused. Like, what's going on? There's a black man, but he has knives. <laughs> And so he gets to the elevator. And um, at this point, it is it. What is it? Um, The head dude or the shepherds had sent somebody else down with some information down the little elevator thing. And this big giant guy who's up there. I'm like, oh, here comes a big fight scene. Um, (laughs) He's lowering this guy down, you know, and that's when... um, you know, that's how Jimon's going to get up there, of course, uh, because like in the middle, he stops it halfway yeah. when he sees Mr. Fines appear. And so there's this big fight scene. And I love that he tried. I mean, <laughs> but he's like a seven foot giant. And, you know, Mr. Fines is 5'10", 5'11". Oh, uh, no, I think I think he's, he's one of the few Hollywood men that admits his height. Yeah. And, you know, he's not six foot and he's not going to lie about it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, he he's sitting here holding his own against him for like a minute until um, he he throws him through the wall or uh, was it he throws him over and he's like hanging on to the side, you know, and pulls himself back up and they're still fighting. And then Polly like hits the rope. Yeah. And that's when Jimon like catapults up there grabs the rope and flies up there and cuts the dude's head off the clean off it was beautiful i mean yeah. and i like you knew that you're gonna see the head at some point <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> and it's like that split second of like maybe did he miss maybe he just cut his throat and then you see the head and body separate and it's like <laughs> yep <laughs> Good yeah, so we, we finally get the, the confrontation with the, the main bad guy, the shepherd, who we hadn't seen much. 
And then it's revealed that it is it is Morton who was Kitchener's aide de camp, who's been there the whole time. He's been right next to Kitchener, mm-hmm. listening in on all these plans, manipulating everything. He's been like the the guy since the beginning. Uh, Daniel Brühl is also in this movie too. He's kind of on the little bit of a background. Daniel Brühl mm-hmm. from Falcon and Winter Soldier, from mm-hmm. you know the Avengers movies, who who's who's a good kind of a creepy antagonist type. Yep. Anyway, Morton played by Matthew Good, and this like. Like this dude is in has been in like Downton Abbey and all this other stuff, and now he's like doing he's action. In Discovery, he's in Discovery of Witches right now. Um, okay, he's in that. Too. Yeah, yeah. The third season of that just started. The first season was okay. The second season, eh. but long story. Anyway, any movie <laughs> that I see him in or any show I see him in, I'm instantly like, "What did you do?" <laughs> what, did what did you do because you are going to end up being the villain somehow. somehow and so when he got like blown up i was like, like but did he get blown up because he walked <laughs> outside and, and so now- then i realized yeah he didn't get blown up <laughs> and so um when we see that it's him at the end and you know he's you know gives the reasons for everything and we realized we're going to get the sword fight. We're going to get a sword fight. So yes. we get the sword fight. <laughs> and um, this sword fight was good. I enjoyed the sword fight. Um, I enjoyed the sword fight and the outfit for the sword fight since it was the whole leather outfit. Yes. Um, you know, that whole charge into it with him and Shola fighting yeah. like all the people and everything. And it, it was beautiful. I loved how they framed this. And then we just get this moment between him, him and Matthew Good of just, you know, testing out the new leg, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was it was a pretty even fight until he decided to blow him out of the door, yeah. <laughs> out of the wall. You know, he's just like, you know, I'm not winning this fight. Let me just throw this grenade yeah. at you instead. Um, and <laughs> he picks it up. He, goes out the wall and i'm like "Ooh, crap okay and so they get to the side and at this point i get the call back to um how mr fines actually got up the sheer cliff yeah. with the goats and that he had you know used the goats like thing to get up there to pull up yeah and you know he was like good you know he, he's like you know good goat or whatever you know he was nice to the goat yeah and Matthew Good hadn't been nice to any of these goats. No, no, not the all. The entire <laughs> movie. He so cut off like half of one's movie. horn. It was bad. Yeah. And, you know, this whole, they're holding, he's holding Mr. Fines up or something by the scarf. The very yeah, he's got it by the scarf. Pictured, um, you know, uh, cashmere scarf to go with his leather outfit. Yeah. Um, that is expensive, man. Get, outfit. get your hands and, off that. That is expensive. Exactly. So he's like doing, he's trying to hold on and he's holding on to, you know, the side of the thing. And you're just waiting for the inevitable to happen. Instead, <laughs> the goat <laughs> is like, you know what? I'm tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> and this dude right here, he was nice. He petted me. He didn't try and cut off my antlers. He didn't kill my <laughs> friend, my best friend, you know. So you know what? I'm going to save him and you goodbye. Bye-bye. Boom. Knocks him out. <laughs> Help save me or Mr. Fines. And I'm like, you know, 
This is why it pays to be nice to animals. See, yeah, because it'll it come it comes back in the end. It comes back in the end. And my thing is, is like at first I'm like, well, maybe he's gonna find out that he's holding on to the thing and he's gonna come back for the next movie. No, they cleared <laughs> that right up. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, he ain't coming back. <laughs> they uh yeah, they clear that up. Uh we get back to England. Uh mm-hmm. Ray Fines is is in another suit, again, another nice dark pinstripe tailored suit. But essentially actually at the, the tailor around he's, the he's, table. yeah he's purchased the tailor shop you know he's talked mm-hmm. about the need for an independent intelligence agency that's not bound by the government that can harness his own resources um mm-hmm. decides to take the like the different code names the arthur lancelot galahad which is established later um mm-hmm. now i believe that the 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 person his son switch with is Archie Reed, who is, I think, the father mm-hmm. of one of the characters in the original Kingsman movie. So there's mm-hmm. that connection there. But I yeah, Exy's dad. I think it is. I think it is Exy's dad. He's either Exy's dad or he's um, Colin First's dad. Because I think it's he, one of. He's Lancelot. Yes, he's Lancelot. So I, I think he might be Exy's dad or Exy's granddad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see the establishment of Kingsman. Shola is the first Merlin who's kind of the mm-hmm. quartermaster sets up played by the great uh mark strong in mm-hmm. in uh secret service yeah um to so get the establishment of the kingsman as an agency now i don't know if statesman which is in the second one they mm-hmm. refer to st- the statesman whiskey but i don't know if statesman is its own thing at the time mm-hmm. i feel like it might be though and maybe that gets explained sometime later who knows um yeah. but then we cut back to the shepherds where daniel brule has has taken over Mm-hmm. And he's congratulating Lenin on, you know, getting Russia out, taking care of the SARS. But he's like, we need a balance. You on the left, and I have someone from the right. And it's 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 fucking Hitler. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's Hitler. <laughs> it's Hitler. <laughs> it's Hitler. So the, the shepherds have kind of been established as the antagonist here. I think if they do one more of these prequel type films, with the shepherds will be involved in that. I don't know if they did decide to do. I what I honestly what I'd like to see is give me like a 50s, 60s mod culture type. Mm. Set something in there, scale it down a little bit. You don't need to involve like a world war or anything crazy. Just mm. have like some different plot. But I want to see like maybe a 50s, 60s-ish Kingsman to see what that looks like. But who would it be against? Um, I mean, you can make something up. They've always like played with it. like it's, it's you know it's like Assassin's Creed. They like they take like legitimate historical events and just kind of like wrap it around the mythology. So you can definitely do something. Hmm. You can maybe tie it in, or you go a little later, and you tie it in with like maybe like the Olymp the the Olympic thing at the Olympics. Um, I mean, there there were like civil things happening or civil rights and and social things happening in england in the 60s and 70s so i don't know i mean world war ii is the easiest and it'd probably be intriguing but i would maybe like to see something a little different yeah no they're definitely not going to do world war ii but it's probably going but world war ii would probably be the easiest one to do so sorry (laughs) the puppy decided to walk to the door and oh. say they wanted to go out, so I let him out. Um, gotcha. But if anything, they may end up doing, um, since, uh, you know, 
Hitler supposedly committed suicide, maybe they'll say that he didn't. And he's like in some underground kind of thing, kind of go off like a boys from Brazil kind of thing. So do like a post-World War II, like late 40s, early 50s type thing? Yeah, where Hitler's still kind of alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, or again, as I like to say, you can hit a boys from Brazil kind of thing, um, which side note great movie with gregory peck and Lawrence olivier in it and if you guys have never seen it please do um but i'm assuming that there'll be something kind of like that um that's a I possibility think- too because that was set in the 60s 70s so kind of play a play off of that where you know he was doing some genetics to try and bring back hitler and yeah. then killing off the family accordingly to kind of set up the same situation something yeah. like that would be good um but you never know <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see so it was an enjoyable movie i enjoyed it a lot more than i expected to yes. um i give it a solid you know like like three seven. hoodies out of three solid seven out of ten yeah i mean Rafe, all, the, the wardrobe in this movie is just amazing i mean the costuming yeah it needs a golden it needs an award for that on its own because that was great looking movie it's a it's a great looking movie it was very stylish the wardrobing was on point um it was very contemporary to the times it wasn't like you know um they're trying too hard per Mm. se and of course you know they pick the right person to carry off the clothing yeah oh yeah of course you can always wear a suit um (laughs) (laughs) wear a suit um so yes indeed the wardrobe was the best anytime you can put um my husband in a three-piece to two-piece suit um anytime that you put him in a vest um anytime he can wear an ascot instead of a a bow tie you know kind of things like that you know and then i think uh the the leather bomber jacket outfit where he was doing the final fight was also very good so um it's kind of huh there's this (laughs) thing about it but i I, i'm not going to take another hour talking about it (laughs) (laughs) jesus well we'll uh we can do this uh do, do you have a, if you don't have it, it's fine. We can do it another time. Do you have like a top five, just not top five movies, but just top five Ray Fiennes fits throughout his films that looks in a movie that were like really, really good? Well, this one's definitely in the top um, with the movies. Um, so yeah. I would say this one's about a three, solid three. Okay. Um, probably the best that I have seen. Um, hmm. Okay, let's go with five. Let's go number five, even though they never matched, but it worked because he pulled it off. Number five would be Strange Days. Okay. Now, <laughs> number four, Grand, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Number three is this movie. Number mm-hmm. two is, um, number two is, I'm trying to figure out what my dog is chewing on outside. It looks like a piece of wood. This is fun. Um, <laughs> number two, ah. Uh, I think I will go with quiz show on this one, even okay. though it was preppy, it was very preppy, um, you know, 19, you know, 50s, 1950s. kind of like boring, boring, gray, boring gray suit, but it works. Yeah. And because he's, he's wearing it, boring yes. gray suit, um, <laughs> <laughs> very boring gray suit. Um, I would say the English patient could also be there, but half the movie he was burnt. So <laughs> the only other times you saw him was in his flashbacks where he was wearing you know the you know the traveling the 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 nice suits 
or he was wearing the the um i'm in the desert outfits as i like to call them <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but there is a movie that was done i'm going to say in um mm, 2006 called the chum scrubber um okay. and I enjoyed his outfits in there because they were just regular, but he was supposed to be like a mayor. Okay. And um, he was always in a suit or he's in a regular thing. And I like him wearing regular clothes because he wears them really well. But then when he has a suit on, but then this also shares the top with the Avengers. The only reason to watch the Avengers is to oh, watch yeah. him in his clothing because yeah. <laughs> the Avengers suits are literally perfect. When they yeah. said that they were having him as John Steed, oh, oh I flipped because I used to watch the Avengers Same. on Annie Same. every day, along with the man from Uncle. And I was in love with John Steed and Emma Peel. And I was like, this is going to work. This is going to be beautiful. And the movie was horrible. I don't understand how it happened that it was that bad <laughs> because they had the perfect people in place. So I just don't understand, but uh, the clothing in the Avengers is top tier. It, it really no. is. But yeah, um, so those were probably my tops. Um, you know, if you want to go into uh, his stuff for the National Theater, yeah, we're not going into it, but um, because I just found that you can watch all of them. Oh, all really? Of his natural, yeah, all of his national theater uh performances you can watch on this channel online. So I just watched Anthony and Cleopatra the other day. Oh, okay, yes, I mean, so, <laughs> so there's some I mean, of those, for, for real. Yeah. I mean, for real, look, look at this. Can you see this? No, I can't. Hold on, oh, okay. Yes, there it is. I can see it now. Yes, yeah. I mean, that that poster right there. I had that cut out <laughs> and pasted <laughs> in my locker. All right. <laughs> so for as, as podcast is not a visual medium, this is Ray Fine. So 1998 Ray Fines when the Avengers came out, uh, pinstriped three piece custom suit, you know, jacket, po white pocket square. He's got mm -hmm. the cane sword. The, the tie with the bowler hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's just, mm -hmm. and it yeah, was, he was. He was peak. It was, it was peak. I look fine, fine. <laughs> and his, his, name, his last name was Fines. And it was just like, you know, this is, this is insane. You know? Yeah. He was like, I, I, he's like, I, I know I look I'm leaning into this. my name today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, I would say what strange days is a departure because he's playing very against type. He's playing yes. this kind of like scummy private eye. So he's got kind of like this beat up like suit jacket with like the unbuttoned shirt. He's grown the hair out. He's got the stubble. So it's a very different look, but it still works because it's him and he can still pull it off. And like, there's this scene that I love. There's many scenes in that movie I love, but there's <laughs> one particular I love when Julia, uh, Julia, Lewis, Juliet Lewis, is singing this the, the can't hardly wait song and you see her and it pulls back 
and it does this full scan up to it from his outfit and looking at her looking at him watching her where you get the boots the leather pants which are like snakeskin leather pants <laughs> long jacket the shirt and that offbeat tie and his hair's back and the light catches those eyes because his eyes are like the color of this hanger they're like green and blue and like it hits it just right and you're just sitting there like good lord what in the world girl <laughs> he's right there right and there it was just it was just such an awesome pan and that, that's why i'm like you know yeah absolutely i understand mace i understand angela bassett but the problem <laughs> is yeah i understand <laughs> so i'm that's why uh, even though none of those clothes match none of them matched no no <laughs> none of them matched and they actually brought it up but they never matched um that was like a number five number five now i'm 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 kind of surprised that maybe just because it's a very basic look that in this top five mm-hmm. that what he wore in red dragon didn't make it in here because it's a very basic like he's dressed like a working khakis well you didn't you know, say best naked oh uh, no no oh no i understand he was in shape he's in shape in that movie in there that's when red was, dragon popped here <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into we're going to get into Red Dragon and Strange Days at some point. Probably Red Dragon before I do Strange Days. But yeah, he's in shape in that movie. But I'm just talking about like his normal like khakis, check shirt, little jacket over it. Just a very basic looking like he it's works. It's a very basic one, but I think most of the one thing that threw me this, because it's a Red Dragon. So I try yeah. not to um, <laughs> associate nice outfits with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too creepy to be good looking. But he yeah. <laughs> Which is also one of the reasons like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can get this. It's kind of like why I enjoyed uh, Richard Armitage as the Red Dragon in the Hannibal show. It's okay. like, a little too good looking, according to what I had imagined. Okay, I got you. <laughs> and it's like with uh, Tom Noonan, who was like the original Francis Dollarhide in, 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 my, Manhunter. In, in Manhunter. Yeah. That's what I imagined when I read the book. So I'm like, okay. I get this. <laughs> I get this. But when you see Mr. Fines as Francis and you see uh, Richard as it is like, okay. Even, even, <laughs> even like Ray Fines when, cause they did like some face makeup where like he's supposed yeah. to, he had a cleft, even with like the yeah. cleft lip, like right. he's still like pull, he's still pulling it off. Like you're still like, Oh, okay. Like if he, if he said like, get in my van, I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> If like even though I can't see you, all right, we get in the van <laughs> because I I imagine that he smells like. Um, now this is the, the thing I imagine he smells really good. So like, my idea of really good is if you've ever smelled regular D and G cologne. Okay, like the like the original issue of D and G. Yeah, I will follow somebody into a dark pan smelling them if they have that and i don't realize it like oh shoot oh well i'm trapped <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like maybe with my friend maybe it's that maybe he does like the natural thing where it's like some lavender 
and some like really good bath soap like it's not overpowering but it, it smells and, good. and the thing is like dng isn't overpowering and it's just right. like a nice hint of like clean with a little bit of flavor and it's like this is perfect <laughs> oh i just made a lot of money sorry i just bet i accidentally bet a lot of money on marvin jones catching a touchdown today oh there you go was that draft was that draft was it DraftKings or fanduel uh fanduel 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 what's up fanduel well we will if you want us to do like we'll do a couple get like when we do this during the football season we have no problem like we want to do some picks we'll happily take a sponsorship you know msbk bought to you by fanduel or DraftKings. whoever wants to come in first you know that hey one of the two but fanduel i i you know you've you've uh, benefited me the most this season okay. that's all i have to say um especially right here because i and fan, fan available where you live fan available where i live you know we, we, we'll, we'll hook it up we can hook it up Fanduel. you know you, you get first pick anytime. <laughs> anytime. um other than, but yeah other, but, um now do now in in the king's man do do we have a homosexual in this movie because i feel like maybe we do i have my pick i think it's rasputin but i want you know we, we do this because you're more I, I of also a... think it's Rasputin because he's straight <laughs> up homosexual. <laughs> he straight is. Up. He got his Jordans underneath multiple beds. <laughs> he does. He just slid into the palace, made I mean, himself literally slid into the palace, like hey, <laughs> with his with his if his newest set of Jordans on underneath his robe. Like my girl right here on the left bought me these Jordans. <laughs> the girl on the right gonna buy me my next set. <laughs> And I'm going to sit on your couch tonight. <laughs> and I'm yeah. staying at the czar's place for, <laughs> yeah, no. For, it was I'm going to winter. I'm going to winter here at the czar's palace. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. He's my winner. He's my winner hoe. And, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, he's straight up the homosexual. And the Gustav Gray's award, unfortunately, is probably going to go to Conrad and his slow tail, even though he didn't need <laughs> um his dad already liked him but he was Do, trying yeah. to prove something. doing so, doing too much doing, doing too much too got you shot in between the eyes by your own man this is what you get and right after i got the shot of him the shock of him getting shot because i seriously didn't think he was going to get it after same i was like blown up because i thought what when when the debris fell and they fell i thought that's going to be like his arm yeah. or his leg yeah with like the note that's what I thought was going to fall in there. I'm like, ooh, it's his arm. But I'm like, oh, it's him. He's alive. I'm like, oh, nothing's going to happen to him. Wrong. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> so the Gustav Gray's award goes to Conrad, even though he didn't need to. <laughs> and the, yeah, this, this, this episode's homosexual definitely goes to Rasputin, sir. You, you have earned it. Um, but I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's working for it. I'm sure he's working for the dollar. Oh, he sure is somewhere. <laughs> Healing somebody's wounds. <laughs> um you know other 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 things in entertainment happening um ghostbusters afterlife just hit streaming so if you didn't go to the theater you can now you grab it i i got it on voodoo i enjoyed it very much i got a little emotional at the end having grown up with this franchise um mm. i love them how they connected everything uh there is just a lot again it's i have an emotional connection to this like i had the real ghostbuster sheets when i was a kid that's how much i was i I got my dr (laughs) back there i see that (laughs) um so i i I enjoy the film immensely i would highly recommend y'all check that out um did get over to spider Spider spider-man no way home uh me i have not yet but i've read all the spoilers so i know what happened um (laughs) 
He still, you gotta, you gotta see it. And, and what, and what, and what happened is it got me because yesterday when I woke up, it was kind of a lazy mm-hmm. Saturday because the weather's crap. Uh, mm-hmm. Freeform had all three of the OG movies on. And yes. I, I'd be lying if I say I didn't sit down in the middle of one, watched all of that, watched most of two, did my laundry, made some lunch, and then watched three. I hadn't seen three in, in forever. years. In forever. It's not the best. There are some... It, it's but not. It's, there's just, it introduced Venom, and that was all I cared about. To, there's no way Topher should be in that movie, though. That's not. If he dialed it back, like if he dialed it back like two notches, like he does smarmy very well. Topher Grace does smarmy very well, but he was way too over the top. He was like, dial it back like two notches, man. You're at like an eight. You need to be at like a six. Um, I mean the original the original film is. I mean, 2002 Spider-Man, saw that in the theater, you know, Ernest Young, Tobey Maguire, Willem yes. Dafoe. Yes. Willem Dafoe was Norman Osborn, just great. Perfect just, casting. just, oh, amazing. Just amazing. And the thing is with, with Willem Dafoe, he's ugly cute. Like, oh yeah. oh yeah. He's so ugly cute. So it's he, like, you're sitting here like, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> like 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 if you're if you're at like a club or a bar and you see him walk in you kind of have that first reaction but then he walks over and like starts like making jokes like he he knows that he has distinctive features so he like he's so charming Ooh. and he is norman osborne is a, that role is he's a very he's very charming as norman osborne and then the goblin gets in there and you see the you see the ugly come out um yes. <laughs> you know spider-man 2 uh two years later alfred yes. molina greatest auto octavius Oh um, yeah, that was yeah. You know, <laughs> that that right there was like the reason I went because I was like, "Do I really want to?" Yes, it's like yeah. like Doc Ock, and sure, <laughs> Doc yep. And then you know, with three, I mean, I was like, I think they had too many villains. I think yeah, it was you have the Sandman, you had you had you had this whole arc with Harry, which I understood. Like they did that, they started hinting at that, and two, he was dealing with the stuff from his father. I get it. James Franco's not the best actor out there, but you know, work with what you have. Yeah. Um, you know, Toby still earnest. Um, Kirsten Dunst dry as hell. Why were her nipples out in the last third of that movie? What what is I don't understand. What's she was trying to be sexy because people knew better. By then, people were like, "Why haven't we recast Mary Jane yet?" <laughs> <laughs> there was talk of doing it in part three. There was talk of her it not being have. like I was. I when they first did. Um, the first Spider-Man, they they cast Toby. I was like, great. And then I saw Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I mean, Megan Fox is maybe not the best actress, but oh no, we were. I mean, red. She was Mary Jane to me in my head. Well, Megan when Fox was. The, well, no, hmm? no. Well, Transformers was was they were so. Transformers was Transformers the same time as later. Spider-Man? No. Transformers is like 0708, like six years later. Yeah. So I'm thinking, unless maybe she wasn't old enough. No, maybe? she wasn't. There was other names that were thrown around for Mary Jane that were, that were it was better. like that were probably <laughs> probably better. Um yeah. I think Mary Jane happened because Sam Raimi liked her a lot. Oh, like uh, Kirsten. Yeah, liked her a lot. And I think she and she was, I think she was one of the few to come in with the red hair. Like she did her hair red before she even got the role and sam Rivers respects that stuff he respects that whole like method 
like buying in. He, he that's his thing. He just wanted, his thing. He just wanted to date Chris or Kirsten, didn't he? I don't think so, but I think he respected did they, did, that. No, no, no. Sam Remy's not not that not that guy. Are you sure? I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure Sam Remy's not problematic like that. Okay. <laughs> he can be a little he can be a little hard headed, but I don't think he's problematic like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was, I think, when the Andrew Garfield ones came out. I think there was talk of Megan Fox being in one of those. No, they picked the right person for that one, though. Oh, no, yeah, they had, doing the Emma Stone, doing Gwen Stacy. I like those movies. A lot of people don't like, too. I like I like Amazing Spider-Man 2 a lot, just because it is, it is very... There's a lot of shots that are in that movie that are, like, right out of the books. Like, with, like Spidey with, like, the fireman's hat on uh, at the end where he's fighting the rhino, like, that one where he comes off the truck and he's got, like, the manhole at the end of the web that's right out of a lot of the the, the books from around that time yep. so i like i liked andrew garfield a lot of spider-man he just then they just couldn't put it together he had issues and garfield even admitted to it that making movies like that doesn't work for him as an actor because it's a it's a it's a process it's a brutal process yeah he's even talked about it recently so if you haven't seen no way home it's really not a secret everyone's involved everybody's um, <laughs> again seeing everyone there and i think especially seeing how toby seeing toby you know 20 years on from the role but him being an older spider-man who is kind of dealing still doesn't have it all figured out but still yeah. is trying to be better um it's great andrew garfield plays it as you know something's haunting him and he's not he's gotten a little bitter um and th- there is closure in a way there is it's well done. If you can get to it, it's probably going to be on streaming fairly soon. The window's small Yeah, it's going to be there um, because I actually, when I bought, I bought all of the Spider-Man movies and it came to the pre-order of it, which is the oh, only reason okay. why I didn't go and see it yet because I'm like, okay. I'll wait and watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, because so when, I, when I bought... spoilers, you know, so I know what's happening. So when people are like, oh my God, it's this and this, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you're spoiling me. No. So it was funny when I bought... Um, when I bought when I bought either Homecoming or, or Far From Home, when I bought one of those, mm-hmm. it gave you when I did when you redeem the digital copy, it lets you pick for free like either Amazing Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man Two, and I took Spider-Man Two, so mm-hmm. that's why I own that on digital. Right. Um, but I don't I don't own the originals. If they're on sale for like twenty bucks, I'll buy them just to have them. I think they're like thirty nine dollars for all of them plus the um, the new one. So I was like, all right, I'll get it. <laughs> But having having not seen the original films in a long time, I sat and I watched them yesterday on Freeform, and I was like, okay, they're, they still hold up. They're still good. Three still pile, but it's mm-hmm. a pile. You know, we all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna watch ASM two tonight, uh, mm-hmm. and then I'll watch Spider Verse because that's popped up on TV. But I own that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's some good stuff coming out. Uh, what I want to do, Sky, is maybe we do maybe not a, like a summer movie preview, mm-hmm. but we pull a bunch of stuff coming out in the next few months. Mm-hmm. and preview it uh we'll talk about that it is the last weekend of nfl season uh yeah. my giants are four and 12 uh <laughs> skies broncos just fired their head coach this morning Woo! so 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 Vic fangio's out um Bye, Vic. I, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have an idea who do you who, who if if you were elway and you had a chance to just pick your head coach i just hire you? me 
okay you just just hire me because you know (laughs) (laughs) at this point just hire me because you are horrible at hiring coaches elway (laughs) that's literally what it says just hire me i'll hire a coach later Uh, (laughs) honestly i don't even know at this point who they could pick because they're just going to pick somebody who's been fired who i want is the offensive coordinator from kansas city but he's um something tells me he's not going to do it um Something tells me Eric Eric Bannemi's waiting for the right job to come along. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, he keeps getting uh, interviewed and people just keep passing him over. And I'm just like, you know, you'd be perfect for us, but I don't think you'd want it until we had, like, the right setup so you didn't have to worry about, you know, our poor O-line. Because anyone, anyone who takes O-line. that job, anyone who takes that job, you're looking at two years minimum to yes. get the team to where you want it. Yeah. And I don't think the enemy wants to waste two years right. uh, there because um, you have Teddy Bridgewater, who I don't think is a long-term solution. You disagree. Um, I, always behind- <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I always disagree about Teddy. I, I'm going to have a bad blind spot about him, but he's then you, not going to be there anyway because his, his contract, he bought, they bought the rest of the Panthers contract. So this okay. was been his last year anyway. Um, so, so you got Drew, you got Drew Locke. <coughs> well, you got, you got Drew Locke. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm sorry. What you had do? Who? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's he's a great backup quarterback. Wow. Okay. Just drew... he's a great wow. backup quarterback. We gave him a year. We gave him a whole year to get himself together, and he had the most interceptions in the league. He had more interceptions than touchdowns. So, um, <laughs> so, um, no. <laughs> and you know what? Let, let, let's, let, and, let, and let's be real, Drew Locke, if you've ever seen what he looks like. He has, has no some chin. Hope. He has no chin, but he's got that, he's got that B-level hobosexual energy. He has that B-level, I want to be a hobosexual, <laughs> but I'm going to whine about, uh, you not dating me even though i'm you're way out of my league but i'm going to try and put you down so you want to date me and you'll still say no (laughs) that's the that's the energy i get the man has no chin and i thought what was that what is that rapper's name who looks like bart simpson um money bag yo i thought he had no chin uh no Drew Locke has no chin. I've never seen such a chinless person in my life. Um, I don't know how he survived without a chin. I don't know if it's genetic. So on, so on Drew Locke's Twitter profile, there's a picture of him trying to make it look like he has a chin. Like he's like he sticking has- his... <laughs> he's sticking, he's like, his, he's sticking yeah, it he's out like, so far that it looks like he's looking up. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he tries. He tries to look like he has a chin, but then like you'll get the right view of him and it's like, oh, so you really don't have a chin. Got it. Chinless, chinless wonder. Um, and that's why he's a bad quarterback. <laughs> you need a chin uh, to be a <laughs> I mean, do you though? Because I mean, the Giants had Eli and Eli got us two Super Bowls. Eli doesn't have much of a chin. He got big yeah, head. Yeah, but he, he also has head. a, yeah, he has a big head though. But he's at I the mean, big Manning head. He, yeah, he has that big Manning head with the, with the five head. So, do you really need that much of a chin but like even he had a little bit of a chin this little man bit. has like literally lips and a neck 
<laughs> he has no chin. Wow. Look at the picture of him where he's not trying to show off show off his uh, neck bone, and you're gonna see it. It's lips and then chin. And then neck. Yeah, no, neck. it's not even lips and chin. It's lips, neck, and then uh, he'll lift it up so you kind of see where his chin bone's supposed to be, but no. <laughs> and it's going to be rough because there's no QBs in the draft. It's a Q, very QB poor draft. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get a QB with a chin, you could wait and see if like Matt Corral or Bo Nix are available. Bo yeah. Nix has a chin. Bo, Bo, Bo Nix is a little he too good. A chin. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, Bo, Bo Nix is a little too good looking. It's yeah. a little weird. He has too uh, much chin. No, <laughs> too good looking. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what they would do. I mean, they could pick uh, you know, me. They could pick Teddy back up, but they need an O line. If they're not willing to invest in an O line, they need to find a mobile quarterback. Period. And I'm out here watching Jake Fromm be garbage because Jake Fromm is garbage. Uh, he's a backup because Daniel Jones can't play. Daniel Jones is also trash. Uh, yeah. The Giants are a hot mess. I hate Dave Gettleman. I seriously I hate think. Joe. I still think that they picked Daniel Jones because he looked like Eli. Oh, probably. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. There's uh, no reason honest. that they should have picked him as high as they did. It's kind of like no. Mitch- Mitchell Tr- Trubisky. I'm like, why did you rush and pick him? Nobody wanted him. Do you and know you what Mitch is doing? Him. Mitch is a backup in, in Buffalo. That's like the best job in the league right now. <laughs> yeah, because you know Josh ain't coming out for Jack. I broke my hand. Just wrap it up and put I'm me good. back wrap, in. <laughs> wrap it up. I'm good. <laughs> it's like, and, and Mitch is like, yeah, you good. He good. <laughs> he good. He good. Josh, he's he's sure. back there behind Josh, like like massaging him, like pumping up Josh. You got this, Josh. You got this. Buddy. He's up, he's back there helping him wrap the hand. Yeah, we got you. We got you. We can get in the glove. Wait, wait. Just give me a bigger. Hey, you got a bigger glove. Come here. Come here. Just shove it on there. <laughs> there you go. Go uh, out there. So so football wild card weekend's coming up. Before we wrap up here, uh, wild card mm-hmm. weekend's going to have two games on Saturday, mm-hmm. three games on Sunday, and we're going to get a wild card game on Monday night. Where ESPN is doing the big mega cast, so we're gonna have the dry, the dry MNF booth with like Steve Levy and them. Nobody cares. Uh, the Banning cast, which is what we all watching Monday Night Football for anyway, because I have not, I have not watched a Monday Night Football game that the Mannings mm-hmm. haven't done. So, yep, there's no reason yeah. to. There... <laughs> there's no reason to watch Monday Night Football if it's not a Manning cast. Without and that's why he, and that's literally why he, the the Mannings didn't sign up to be part of the ESPN regular cast. Didn't need to. They knew. And ESPN, ESPN one. And I, I, you know, I've been dying to like talk about this. So we're going to eat up a little last few minutes and it's going to be a little bit of a long episode. Like, but our episodes are going to get longer and weirder as we just play with our format. Yep. ESPN wanted Peyton in the yes. booth oh, and yeah. they were willing to throw a ton of money at him. And I think they did. He was like, yeah. no, because he wants to live in Denver. I think he coaches his kids' high school football team. He wants to be present for his kids. Same thing with Eli. Eli's living in Jersey. Apparently, mm-hmm. he got a nice spot in Jersey. Like he's in South Jersey, like the good part of Jersey. Yeah. No, it's the same with Colorado because my my uncle lives out in Colorado, and he, I think they play at the same like golf course or whatever. He's like, "Oh yeah, I saw a man." I'm like, <laughs> "Hello." <laughs> but yeah, no, so, it's the same. I wouldn't leave you know, either. His, his, his production, they, they made a deal where ESPN gave them a ton of money and gave mm-hmm. Peyton's production company a ton of money to do 10 games, 10 games in a wild card game. Mm-hmm. And they are getting like, you're getting Tom Brady during the season who I've never seen him give an interview during the regular season, unless right. it's like for a big game, mm-hmm. getting, getting, getting uh, Snoop Dogg, getting, con- 
Condoleezza, Nick Saban during the college yeah. football season. Right. Nick Saban did it from his office because he was yeah. going back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, on the, 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 the name of, of the Mannings alone are getting these people to sit down and do interviews when ESPN can't even get sit down interviews with these people. Yeah. And this is, this is where broadcasting is going folks, especially for big event type stuff like this. You're going to have your regular broadcast, which a lot of people are tuning out on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got football on now. I can, I can, the only reason I can tell you that I think it's like a, it's like Daryl Johnston and like, and like a Chris Myers because mm-hmm. I saw them. I was like, Oh, Chris Myers is doing today's game, but nobody cares. Yeah, see, no, they they made a red red zone, and red zone is made for people like me with ADD. Uh, (laughs) I can see all the games (laughs) and see the important parts of them, and that's it. It's an all day. Just and here's the thing with with red zone, like this season, because I knew the Giants were going to be garbage. I was just waiting for their game to be basically over, and I just put it on red zone for the rest of the day because that's what I'm watching. Yep. So yeah, ESP. So ESPN, you know, the Manning cast is that sort of second screen experience Mm -hmm. is going to happen for a lot of big events. I would like to see that for hockey. I would like to see Warner like Turner do something like that or um, ESPN do. They can't get that together. They don't know how to market hockey to non. The problem is hockey is very white. It is. And they don't know how to market the very white sport of hockey to everybody no matter what they say about hockey being for everybody. And it's like literally the, the best thing that I've seen for hockey has been all the teams of lesbians on <laughs> Twitter objectifying these dudes <laughs> to no end. And I'm just like, you know, granted, I know there are so many people who are just so pissed off, you know, you know people, I mean, white men pissed off about it but if you ask any of them they'll tell you right off the bat all the stats for their favorite players on all their different teams it's like yeah you can do that for one team they can do it for five teams i mean <laughs> but look, they never ever tap into any of that stuff yeah. because they're like oh my god it's so gay <laughs> I can, hey look i can speak for my team our time are for the rangers our team is a good looking uh, man yeah. our time is our team is good looking your your team your your captain Let's talk about your captain for a hot minute. Can we talk about that captain? Um, <laughs> the king of the homosexuals, as I like to say. I mean, that man is fine. But the thing is, like, and they, there are so many fine hockey players because they all got thick thighs that match the booty. They never, <laughs> ever, ever capitalize on this fact. So, yeah, you should be marketing to women. Why? You have what we want. The thick-thighed men. <laughs> with the matching booties all right and some of them have their teeth still and they're fine <laughs> but no they don't they don't want to do that because oh no it's about the game okay fine then give us the game but then you give us the game the same time as we're watching football or we're watching basketball and you have the driest sports casters they're all either men the, the all men lately they've been having like one or two women in there and that's great um but again they're all men women who are white and then how many white women are going to sit there and watch a hockey game and you got other people (laughs) other people who could be watching too and you just kind of exclude them so yeah you have some 
to figure that out. Yeah. You have some social media initiatives that are trying like black girl hockey club is trying to yes. get hockey out there, which is they're doing great stuff. Follow them. Mm-hmm. You can, they have merch you can buy, you can support. So we will, yeah. we will do our best to support them around here. Um, but yeah, you have to lean, lean into opening your fan base to other than mm-hmm. just like aggrieved white dudes. And yeah. And here's the thing, hockey players, they're vain as shit. They want mm-hmm. you to objectify them. They may mm-hmm. not say it, but they, they are like, they yeah, you know, you, you know, you know, Roman Yossi loves that shit. Oh shit, you know he does. <laughs> I know he does. And like, uh, what is it? They call Forsberg. He isn't super cute, but he has that little, um, that little fancy mustache, which bears love. <laughs> I'm like the bear community. See him? Hello. <laughs> give, <laughs> they would give, stop him instantly. I mean, <laughs> if you if you give the people like a side, a second screen type Manning cat, like a mega casting. And you do a hockey game with like Henrik Lundqvist, Kami Granado, mm-hmm. and like throw one, throw like Carrie Champion in there mm-hmm. and just have them talk about and have like Henrik talk about the game mm-hmm. and have Kami talk about the game mm-hmm. and have Henrik in like a nice suit or like a nice sweater. Thank People you. are going to tune in and watch that. They're going to watch it. They don't even, they'll be like, I don't understand what he's saying, but he looks nice in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good saying it. I don't know where he looks great in that suit (laughs) or anything, anything Henrik wears. He looks pretty much. So it's like, they don't, they don't ever capitalize on any of this stuff. So it's like, granted. Yeah. I know you're going to want what's about the sport is about this or that. You got to make it fun. You got to make it fun. I mean, and the Mannings make it fun. People want engagement. I mean, like, and, and, you know, when Eli can be a little, you know, Eli just roasts Peyton all the time, which I love. Yeah. And especially when he, when he, especially when he has Archie there to visit, they just both roast Peyton and it's amazing yeah. stuff. And Peyton just has to sit there and kind of take it. Take it. Uh, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Uh, as we move into the year, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks, probably with uh, something newer, or maybe we'll just do Red Dragon because I haven't watched that in a bit. And I'd like to sit and watch that. Oh, it's always good to watch. <laughs> Strange Days. <laughs> no, Strange Days is on the list, but I want to, We'll get to strange days. It's on the list, but we want it. We don't want to like over Ray finds the people like I understand you are fine with that. But <laughs> like, I'm always fine with it. We can, from, we can start from the first movie I saw him and we'll just go down the list. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be, I can get into the meat and potatoes, of all those. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get weird one and do like after football season's over, we'll do like a Ray finds month and we'll do like mm. quiz show strange days. We'll like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do the English picture because that movie's just too boring for me. I can't, I can't, I can't. No. no. The no. Avengers, I'll deal with it. You know, and one other, or Sky will just pick it and we'll do a Ray Fiennes month. Yeah. And maybe well, I'll, someone... I'll, I'll pick some, at least some entertaining ones. How about that one? <laughs> we'll table. Imbr- <laughs> Imbr- oh, Embers is, is, is solid. We could do great. Oh, well, no, we're not going to do that one. We could even do one on ones we just as voices. We could do Kubu and the Two Strings. Kubo into two string. You say, I like that. Um, <laughs> folks, you can find us, Skylar. Where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Skylar Zane and Instagram, Skylar Zane. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Plea Douglas. Hashtag is MSBK. You can find us on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think we're on Apple. We're on like five or six different things. But the more you listen to us, <laughs> the more you listen to us, the more places we get out to. Um, so if it's a place where you can leave a review, review us five stars. Don't care what you say. Just leave five. Just leave us five stars. You know, um, and if you have a Google instrument or uh, Alexa, and you have dogs, um, our podcast is very soothing for them. So play it, it you know, while you're out of the house, and we will keep them entertained and not chewing on your furniture. 
Yeah, for your dogs, for any sort of domestic animals you may have, be it goats or cats or <laughs> even fish. Exactly. You know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, y'all have a good one.